Oh, welcome to the fifth episode of Talking Rubbish with Boom. And I have got a special guest all the way from Canada. Her name is Christine. I met her through Snapchat, which goes back to my episode one of social media and technology. Uh, so she is from Canada, from New Brunswick, which I believe is in the East Coast. Am I right? Yes. Yes. See? I do listen sometimes. So she is from uh, New Brunswick and from the East Coast. We're going to talk about Canada. We're going to compare the two countries. I believe at the moment, weather-wise, it's okay there? Yeah, it's actually pretty sunny. See, Sunny, we're here at the moment because the time difference it is absolutely pitch black. If I turn my light out, I ain't seen nothing. So, Christine, first of all, how are you doing? I'm good. Excellent. Well, pretty good. Excellent, and you, do, and you do understand me, yeah? Yes. Excellent. So we're going to start off with, what year were you born in? 1990. Oh, oh, you're, so you're nearly 30. Shh, don't say that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 34, <laughs> don't worry, 34. So 1990, so how has life grown up in Canada, of all places? Was it New uh, Brunswick you were born in? Yeah. Yeah, I was born in New Brunswick, born and raised, haven't moved away. <laughs> ah, excellent, excellent. So how was life in Canada growing up? Oh, pretty good actually, I can't really complain. We have it pretty well here, it's, the province that I'm in is very forestry, I suppose. Mm. So it's a lot of nature and growing up camping and hiking. Is that what you do normally, is camp? Yeah. Excellent, excellent. So and we have a lot of outdoor activities here. Right. Well, I'll tell you right now, Scotland, I probably up north is more like, like that, but where I stay, which is more central, we have nothing like that at all. If you were going to camp, it's more likely because you're homeless, to be fair. But, uh, no. <laughs> which is pretty extreme, actually, to be fair. But, uh, so, Canada. So, in New Brunswick, now, this is the thing I was actually going to ask. Do you call yourself, call your, like, your, you got a president or is it a prime minister? Because I did read it and I can't remember. Prime, prime minister. So you're just like us, prime minister. Who's your prime minister? Justin Trudeau. And how is he? Is that a he? Cute. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> well, that's what most people recognize him as. He's known for his looks. Ah, but how... he's been upsetting a few people recently. Oh, yeah. Why I don't is that? You've seen on the news for the um, SNC Lavalin and the pipeline, and so I've never. I must admit, because but obviously with this country, uh, if you're talking about like people that lead their countries, more so it's really from America, Donald Trump. I've never really heard anything from. The Canadian side of things, like there's, I don't think there's been any news over here anyway regarding Canada and their uh, political government uh, views and things like that. So it's the first time I've even, I didn't even know what his name was until you just told me the other now. Justin, Justin, what was the hmm. second name? Trudeau. Trudeau. So Justin Trudeau. So I've never even heard of him until literally right now, and I never. So you take it as he was voted in because of his looks, then. <laughs> well. It does help him. He's he's. It kind of goes against him and for him mm -hmm. because some people say that he is there just for his looks, and other people are really actually good fans of him. His father was 
the prime minister a while back as well. No. So he does have experience. But, uh, yeah, no, he's just, lately he's been upsetting people with the pipeline. That's about it. You know what? I think most presidents and prime ministers, I don't know if you've heard of here, the Brexit deal. I've heard bits and pieces. Yeah, it's, it's basically we're going to, be, as United Kingdom is going to become more independent without the European Union, and we're going to leave with a deal, but it was affecting Northern Ireland because Northern Ireland are not part of the United Kingdom. So uh, there was going to be a back a backstop, which basically that a uh, basically Northern Ireland. I don't know if you've heard the expression, but Northern Ireland were getting shafted with this, and a. Uh, Everything wasn't, they were going to lose out on a lot of things. So, hence why a lot of the MPs, uh, which we call, which is associated with the government, were voting against this deal, which means that we have no deal in place as we speak till March 31st when we leave the European Union, which means that we get hugely affected by this. And at the moment, the government are fighting amongst themselves to either delay the deal or or have another referendum, which we try and... Uh, vote to stay back into the European Union. So it is pretty messed up. So you might have a guy that's got looks and upsetting, but we've got a government that's pretty much upsetting everyone, including Europe. So it is pretty, pretty bad at the moment, which uh, which is not nice, but you know what? That's parliament for you because I, I don't know if you remember, uh, well, I don't know if it was in the news over there, but when Scotland were trying to become independent years ago, I think I do recall something because my friend was was quite on the ball with it because she was updating me here and there. Yeah, well, we voted no <laughs> in the end. I think we lost it by four uh, percent. I believe we did five percent. Uh, it must have been four or five percent. We lost it, and we obviously voted to stay in the United Kingdom. Which I think hindsight, looking back, where the government is now, we should have voted to be independent. But uh, it's not affected Scotland as such now until well, we were now. But it is what it is, I suppose. So anyway, I don't know a lot about politics other than our government sucks big time. <laughs> so anyway. I think they all, in a, in a sense, they do. Well, you know what? It goes back to uh, when, you know, when Donald Trump won his president uh, years ago. I think it was two years now he's been in or maybe a year. That it's amazing oh, what, with the United States, how, uh, I suppose, bringing a celebrity in to become their president. It's going. It's just. I just think that country's crazy for that. But you know, they voted. They thought it was a good idea. So, and I don't think he's done a good job. But I don't think he's done a, a bad job. I just think he's done nothing other than talk too much. Uh, well, as long as he's being watched and kept under control, I don't think he'll do too much damage. But well, it goes back to uh, like you know the, the you know he wants to build that wall between Mex the Mexican border and America. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. I do get it. Why he's doing it, but I just think this is just from a view. I mean, I'm miles and miles and miles away, but just from my view, I just think it's a bad idea overall because uh, I, I think it's going to create more trouble than it is going to create good out of it. I think I could be wrong, but oh, oh no, it'll definitely. I'm not personally. I'm not for it either. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, I'm more of the equality for every everything, and obviously building a wall and putting a separation between those two countries is not really the bestest idea in my eyes. But to each their own, I suppose. Yeah, you know what? 
I think he, I think every you know what I think every prime minister every prime or president just focus on the wrong stuff like at the moment well not in Scotland but down in England the knife crime has just risen up massively I think since the the first of January to where we are now I think there's over forty cases of people dying due to knife deaths like we don't have guns over here well we do but we, there's not a, a high rate of gun crime. Like it is in some countries, but knife crime and the president's just ignoring it and talking about Brexit and I just think, you know, it's just, I think politic, politicians are just focusing on the wrong things and more of than what's more important in their country, to be honest. But like I said, the, the wall, would it work? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I just think it would cause more trouble than, than good. But I'm only one guy. I can only say what I think. But, uh, so no, no Brunswick. So that's beside, if I'm right, is that beside Montreal? Am I wrong? Am I right? Kind of. It's Quebec, technically. Montreal is there uh, as a city in the province. Ah, so so you're. But pre- we are side side to side. Ah, so neighbors, more or less. Yes. So now you're Canadian French, right? We, if I'm being specific, I'm Canadian Acadian. French. Cadian? Yes. What does that mean? Like, is that just... Um, it's kind of like, someone says, like, oh, I'm a... T- oh, I shouldn't... And I take it... And I'm trying to think. I've never heard mm-hmm. of that before. That's crazy, that. That Cadian. That sounds like something found out of Star Trek, if I'm honest. But uh, <laughs> just the Canadian. I, I've always said Canadian French because I like. Don't like I said earlier on to you. Like I said, I watch. I watch wrestling. You don't watch wrestling, don't you? Or do you? No. Like well, I watch wrestling. I'm more of a UFC. Oh wow, we need to talk about that in a minute. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm a huge WWE guy. I've always have been, and I, like I said, I watch Canadian wrestlers like Bret Hart and Owen Hart and. Uh, Christian and Edge and things like that and there was one like I said it was Canadian French and that was Kevin Owens and he's was flown are you I take it where you stay you do you have to do you not get forced but encouraged to speak French or is it English uh well technically New Brunswick is the only province that is officially bilingual right um so it's kind of divided in different sections of where you're at Right. So, like, we have up north, which they're French, like, mm-hmm. just a French-Canadian. And then you have down south New Brunswick, which are mostly Acadian-French. Right. And then you have the center, which has a few... In- well, there's English people all around mm-hmm. the province, but there's, like, specific cities. Like, right now, where I am, um, we're, like... I think, like, three little cities kind of combined into one. Right. But two of them are mostly English, and the third is basically French. So they're always in competitions to what's right for the signs. Like, if you're in one of them, you Mm -hmm. have to have the French first and then the English version on the bottom. And if you're in the other section, the English first and the French on the bottom. That's quite interesting. So, see, in school, a... Was it? Were you speak? I take it you were speaking English. No, I went to a completely French school. Oh wow! How was that for you? Oh, it was wasn't bad. Like we got taught. Was uh. Hmm? No, sorry. What were you saying? Sorry. 
it wasn't bad. Like it, we get other like we obviously have English uh, classes as well, and we have different like we can learn German and Spanish and. Because when I was in school, uh, when we were in high school, uh, growing up, because uh, in primary, which is obviously before high school, uh, we would we would never learn another language. So it was basically was straight English. And then when we went to high school, uh, they taught us French. And my brain was not digesting this other language. Like, I can't speak any other languages. I can maybe talk in different accents, but I can't speak in this language, or any language actually, and like I said, I was horrible at learning French, I just, it was, my brain was just not, what's the word, picking it up at all. It's, it's a hard language, it, it truly is, it's, because uh, if I'm looking back at my high school, um, I think I was just passing French, and I was doing in like the high 90s in English, so... Well, I think I'd done my English. I'd say was my English is actually not too bad, but my French. I, I tried Spanish. I tried a wee bit of German, a little bit of German, and I sucked at all three. And it's I said to myself that you know what, I'm not going to teach myself French because what's the point? I am never going to France. I've been to Paris four times now, so it shows you that I would have needed that language at the time. But so, does your parents speak English? English, French, or English? Do they? Canadian French? They are, yeah. Mm. All, all my entire family is French, and, completely French. And do you all speak French to each other then? Yes. Excellent. I love that. I actually love that. Because my dad's Chinese, my, and my dad tried teaching me Chinese when I was younger, but again, I could not digest the language, could not drill it in my head. So definitely wasn't for me. So, and like I said, my English is not great sometimes either. That's why I dumb my words down to the point where everybody understands what I'm saying. So, I cannot speak any other language. But no, that's interesting. So, you went to a French school. So, would you say your French is stronger than your English? Or would you say it's a bit, it's even? Like? Uh, no, my English is definitely stronger. Right, okay. And I take it your friends, you speak to them in English as well then? Um... Technically, I speak to them in Shiak. Oh, what's that? As the Akkadian language. Oh, so, all oh, right, I get it now. So, you've got, so, all right, so Akkadian is another, like, you know, have you heard of Gaelic? Yes. So, it's like that in a sense, like, with Scottish people, they can speak Gaelic or they can speak English. Exactly, yeah. It's a little mixture, like, the we have our own holiday technically we have Acadian day which is august 15th right and it's a huge like have you ever heard of like a kitchen party uh we've had a house party okay that's completely different <laughs> right. it's like <laughs> we make it's gonna sound ridiculous but we make instruments out of um wooden spoons and metal spoons mm -hmm. um pots and pans and it's like a tantrumar type of event right and it's just a huge party, a lot of drinking, a lot of French music. Um, yeah, we make a big, huge, huge province-wide party about it. That sounds actually pretty damn interesting, if I'm honest. I'm going to actually look at it. I'm going to Google that once we come off here. <laughs> Definitely Google that. You'll need to let me know how to spell it so I can Google it. That sounds actually fantastic. I like different cultures like that. 
That's actually quite interesting. So August 15th. Why August 15th? Is that just a random day or... I'm not quite sure if that's the day that... Because technically, the Acadians are were deported from France. Mm-hmm. And we headed over towards New Brunswick. Right. So I'm not quite sure if it's that day or not. I've never fully looked it up. I guess I guess bad Acadian I am. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, we have also our, our own food. Uh, like we have the poutine rabi. Mm. And I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, we had fico. What's that? Uh, it's a soup. Oh, nice. And it's got either turkey or chicken in it. Mm-hmm. And carrots, summer savory, and these amazing dumplings. Oh, I love dumplings. I absolutely love dumplings. <laughs> You probably know with my Snapchat, you know I love my food. <laughs> but, yes, right. yes, you, you, they usually make me hungry. <laughs> you know, that's probably the one thing I get is like, oh, you're making me hungry. I'm like, sorry, sorry, I'll stop making them. No, I, I do love numbers, but that actually does, that actually does sound very, very interesting because the podcast i done before, which was last week, just uh, with Lewis, uh, he was in the sort of same boat, like with a different language that he he had to go to an all Gaelic school, and that was in Edinburgh, which is not far from where I stay, and uh, it was just an eye opener. So when people talk about other things that I've never heard of in my life, it's an eye opener. And I start googling it, which I'll be googling. Can, I can't pronounce it. Cadian. Uh, after this, definitely you've definitely opened my eyes with that one. So school wise, do you call it primary school? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying when I say this, or like the school before high school. Uh well, we have we call it middle school. Middle school, right? Okay. And yeah, so you got well, primary would be for us between kindergarten, and I believe it's fourth grade, maybe right. fifth grade. Right. And then middle is from fifth to eight, and then nine to twelve is high school. Right. Let's see if we can figure this one out. Right. So. Kindergarten would be like we call would call it here nursery, so that would be between the ages between four and five. So, I, well, depending on I guess when you're born, most true. people started at five. And then, so middle school. How old would you have been if you went into middle school? Uh, ten, I believe. Right, ten. So this is because how we work our schools here is you're going in nursery for a year and then you start primary one to till primary seven and that so you'd be from six all up to 12 i think then you go into high school at 13 or whatever 12 13 and then you what we call it is like i've been first year or second year we never ever called it high like elementary school or middle school it was just Nursery, primary school, high school, then you had college, and then university after that if you wanted to progress your education even further. But so middle school would be till 10, and then high school, how old would you have been to go into high school? I, well, I'm born late in the year, so I started technically at 13. Right. But most people, it's 14. Oh, and is that till you're 18? Yeah. And then obviously, did you, so. 
Life in print. Well, this is where I get confused. So, life in middle school. So try and get this all in my head. <laughs> middle school. Was that okay for you growing up? Everything good, Kushti? Uh, yeah, I suppose I had moved in mm-hmm. fifth grade, so just at the beginning of middle school. Right. And I moved from like a really small town into a larger city. How was that? So that for was you? not fun. <laughs> I think it's hard you, meeting. Is it, is, I take it was hard meeting new friends then if you moved from a smaller town to a bigger town. Definitely, like my from kindergarten to grade four, I was like it was one class per grade, so you would move up. Like whoever you started kindergarten with, mm-hmm. you stayed till till I think it was grade eight, and then you went to high school because the, the town was so small. Right. So I grew up with the same people for four years, mm-hmm. and then I'm um, switched to another school where you have oh this teacher has science and this teacher has this, and you're kind of moved around, and then the following year you have a completely new classmate like it just it was very different for me <laughs> don't i would be daunting wasn't it and also i was very french i only learned english in grade five or started to actually i should say how old were you then 10 so you start actually started speaking Eng- well started learning english at 10 yeah oh what because my where i am it's it was more so French, and my grandfather is also a French professor. Oh, excellent. So, no. (laughs) Wow. It was, uh, you had to be very proper French around him all the time, or he would make you repeat yourself. (laughs) 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 Old school, I love it, old school. (laughs) Yeah, so being a child, that was not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not so much fun but um so it was hard to learn because they threw me in english class basically when i moved up here mm-hmm. so i had to be very quick about it because i wouldn't even watch english tv when oh, I was right. a kid. yeah so i only started watching like french prince of bel-air at, oh like, fantastic <laughs> at the <laughs> age of 10 i think that was my main uh, way of to learn English. <laughs> you know what? You learn from the best from Will Smith. I tell you that right now. <laughs> that guy is phenomenal. I love that guy. Excellent. So your transition from obviously to English. So how would you say from so 10, 11, you're more fluent in English then? A little bit. You could definitely hear that I was not... Uh, fluent in English, but I was, I was learning. Because, you know, it's crazy. I just when I've always compared Canada and America. It's just that, for me, and I think unless you live a, well, in America especially, like if you live more the south, like more Texas area, like, you, or, you know, like that kind of like area that the, the accent is different, or if you're from California, but I've always, I, I, like if I close my eyes and if you never told me where you were from, I'd have instantly thought American. No. Because the accent... Okay. It's just because the accent sounds American. But, like, like can like if you spoke to American, can you tell the difference? Like, you can tell straight away you're American. Yes. 
That's see, I I would I could not do that, man. Unless you told me physically, look, I am from Canada or I'm from America. Uh, like I says, it's I think it's just I don't know if it's maybe because yous are in that over that side of the world that the accent it's sort of the same like how we pick up in this country, you know. But yeah. I suppose like I think with our country, you can tell. Like who? Like I can tell who's from Glasgow and Edinburgh because obviously the accents, like a Glasgow accent, is very strong, like very, okay. very strong, and this, this, they say things so differently to like how I speak. Like, like, oh, like I'm trying to find an example. Like, like, like said, have you heard the expression like, you know, like, oh, I, actually, I'll speak normal first. Like they'll say, "Give me that bottle of juice." Well, in Glasgow or whatever, they'll say. Give me or geese that juice, like geese that juice, mate. You know what I mean? It's like or geese that ginger or whatever, and they just taught. I just like they created a new language for themselves, and just like I understand them, but I'm like, what? So, yeah, hey, but definitely the thickest accent over there. Definitely, I think so. Or Dundee. I don't know if you've heard of a place called Dundee. Uh it's very north of no. Scotland. It's, it's you're talking a three, four hour drive from. No, can I be? An hour or two hour drive from where I stay, eh? but they've got a, a twang, which is, when I say twang, like a, an accent to them and how they speak, say words and things of that nature, and it's just like, wow. And I think the reason why I sound like the way I sound is because where I'm from is West Lothian, which is pretty central, but that and obviously I grew up watching American television, so you, you, I was picking up their kind of words, and that's I think that's why I don't sound, I don't think I sound Scottish, but to other people I probably do, but I don't know. Eh? I'd like to think I do, to be fair, or I don't know. But uh, sounds Scottish. Yeah, I don't think I do yeah. sound Scottish. But then, obviously, you might think I am. But uh, yeah, you do. Well, <laughs> I suppose that's a plus to <laughs> consider I'm from Scotland. But uh, so going into right, never forget it straight. So you went from middle school to high school, which would have been fourteen, am I right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. how was that? At, at, with was, I'm trying to think. What did we just talk about? Aye, so was that more of an English-based school then? learn different languages or was it more still French? No, still all French. Like, we were very divided. We have different school districts and we have, like, middle schools for French and middle school for English and so on and so forth for high school. Do you, see, when you actually just when you say you talk about your, your granddad, eh, when it, I take it he speaks French to anybody. I've seen him, like, he will converse with someone in English if he has to, mm-hmm. but if he knows that you will understand his French, he will definitely speak French. Right. See, I just think that's, I mean, I I, I think it's just very interesting because obviously you, uh, you've got Canadian French and then you've got Mexico that speaks Spanish and then you've got uh, Brazil that speaks Portuguese and then you've got, you know, like, so it's easy for, like, for yourself to, like, go to France and... Like so, when you say you watch French TV, you can actually go up and just have a normal conversation with a French person. You know what I mean? I just think absolutely crazy. Considering the fact that I've went to France four times, and as far as my language barrier was, a obviously if they gave me something, I said merci, which was obviously I believe that's thank you, Uh, and bonjour when I said hi. But other than that, though, they speak French, and I'm just like. I just sat there and agreed with them. They could have called me all sorts, and I'm just agreeing with them. You know what I'm saying? Yep, you're right. <laughs> we, you're but, right. <laughs> but their French is also very different from our French. In what way? 
certain words. Uh, pardon? Is it like certain words? So they'll say certain. I'm trying to count. Like, I can't even speak French, so I can't even think of a word. Is it certain words or certain yeah. sentences? They have, I guess, they consider themselves as proper French versus us, which is, I guess, a mix-match type of French. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we have different words for different things. I would say give me an example, but I can't even think of a word myself to actually, in French, to even compare it. Uh, no, nah, I've got nothing. All I've got is bonjour, we oui, and merci. And that's the three words <laughs> I know. It's the three words that it, it got me through my two-week holiday over in France. Uh, so, after high school, did you go to college, university, or did you go straight to work? Uh, no, I went to college. What did you learn? Uh, criminology. Oh, excellent. Fantastic. How was that for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was actually really good. The goal was to be a prison guard. All right. But uh, I slowly, the more and more that, because we got to visit multiple jails and detention centers mm-hmm. um, during my schooling, I kind of realized that it's not really what I wanted because you have to, you have to pick two different ways when you go in there. You can't have like, I guess I'll call them mood swings mm-hmm. while being a prison guard. You have to either be the tough person or the kind of always happy person. You can't be going back and forth with them because the inmates will not like that. Right. So I myself don't think I could pick a specific one and be that all the time. That's interesting. And I was looking at it. And plus, when you start off, in that field, you're on call. Right. You're not, like, it's not a guaranteed 40-hour week. Oh, right. So sometimes it might be 10 hours or 5 hours. Well, yeah, exactly. So unless they're, like, severely looking for someone mm-hmm. and they'll, and you're lucky and you get hired on, but to start off, you don't get a full-time position. And... For me not to have 40 hours in a week was, would just be devastating for me. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to go somewhere else. And where was that? I went into uh, fire department dispatching. My God, you're surprising me here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. How long did you do that for then? Uh, for eight years. Oh, fantastic. Do you still do that? No, I actually just made the career change uh, back in September. All right, so we'll talk about that in a minute. So we'll talk about the fire dispatcher. How was that for you? First, what was the hours like? Was it like a night shift, day shift? We call it a back shift, which is like during the afternoon going to the evenings. Uh, well, it could vary between 6 a.m. and the latest that I would work would be, I think, 11.30 at night. <coughs> is that one shift? Six in the morning till eleven no, at night. No, no, it would be like a variation of hours throughout. Right, right, right. I get the day, because we had two designated um, people that would come in. They would start at ten o'clock, and mm-hmm. they would work overnight. That would like that was their sole shift. And then we had a larger crew during the day that which I was rotated in. Wow, well, you know what. 
I'm trying to remember. When was the first time that we actually spoke? Was must have been about last year, I think, maybe. Um. Yeah, I think it was last summer. And I have never knew until now that you were actually a fire brigade dispatcher until like this very moment. I wouldn't have even <laughs> thought that. That is fantastic, man. I love that. So, did you enjoy the job? Was it good? The job itself, yes. And the staff. Um, there were some issues with management, which is why I left. Right. But uh, besides that, no, it was, it was nice. It was because um, we didn't do just one town. We did, I think we had... Uh, six in total that we took care of throughout the province. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so, and we had to be on the ball to see where the trucks were at all times, and so it was stressful at times, because I think it was last winter, Yeah, we had a heavy storm, and we had five car accidents at once. Oh, wow. And one house fire, all in the same area. Wow, and yeah, I take it. I mean, I'm not really sure how it works. But we've got a fire station. Like I've got a fire station, literally two seconds away from what we're asking, and I've never seen that fire truck leave that station ever. I mean, ever really? Yeah, like I've never seen it leave because we like we're asking, and then we've got a place called Bathgate, which is a a, a ten minute drive from here, and I think that that's probably the more focal point with from the fire brigade uh like i've never seen it leave once i've you know i mean i, I might have left i'm not really sure there's not really many fires here uh, would ask they which is a good thing so like are they still considered a first responder for car accidents as well or i think basket's the one basket a uh, basket's uh, a lot bigger like if, if like here asked it like it's a place would ask they it's in Whitburn, eh, and it is literally like just if you look down, one fire brigade, one police station, and the rest is just shops of junk food. Which I'm not complaining because it is nice, but <laughs> it's just that's it. And I think the first response would I think is going to be Bathgate because I've never ever seen anything come from that direction. Eh, where I stay, like like the fire. It may have, or may have, but I've just missed it. But I just I've never seen. Uh, any movements from that station so is either that or there's just an old station that's just have a fire brigade truck there just for the sake of having a truck there I'm not really sure uh, I've never even asked because I didn't want I did. I just never had the guts to say here look are you guys really work here or are you just here for show because if that's the case then heaven forbid when my flat goes on fire you know so uh, especially when they're just a walk away but uh, so a dispatch for eight years so you say it's a career change what do you do now I know you do night shift. I know that much. Once in a while, yes. I have, um, I was very lucky enough. I am now in customs brokerage. Mm-hmm. And I do occasionally, technically I only work 15 days out of the month. Right. They're long hours. I do between 10, well, between 9 and 12 hour shifts. Um, four night shifts, four days off, four day shifts. And then four days off. Oh, nice one. But, uh, yeah, so I work my 48 hours just in four days. And that's why, uh, like I said, I noticed on your Snapchat last night, like, I think 
time difference wise, but I worked it out that you went to your bed as it's like it was afternoon here. <laughs> like it was afternoon. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, Well man, she's gonna be so tired. Uh, but you're enjoying your job at the moment, yeah. Very, very much so. Excellent stuff. So no, well, I'm t- touching it because obviously I've seen it. The weather in Canada, I have seen the snow. How <laughs> how bad you get it? I mean, see when it snows here, like I says uh, before we went on, like we had an inch this year, which was not bad, but we had a couple inches uh, last year. We called it the beast from the east, and uh, <laughs> it was brutal. And the country came to an absolute standstill, like. I had to stay somewhere else for three days because I couldn't get home. But uh, when it's, I, but what I have, what I have noticed is that for you guys, when it snows over there, especially when it gets, I've seen it and it looks really, really bad. Like I was in work when it was snowing over there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I said to the guys, like, like, "Oh, maybe snowing here." I went, "You think that's bad?" Check the story out on Snapchat, and then I showed like your one and somebody else's that lives in Canada as well, and one in America, and I was like, well, "That's how bad the snow is over there." But you guys be able to handle it, not a problem. Am I right in saying that? Very right. Especially, well, it depends where in Canada, to be honest. I am a maritimer. Mm -hmm. And we are built for heavy snow. If you go more out west, like BC, they get, like, this year they got snow. Mm -hmm. Like, and they are not liking it. Mm. Like usually they would get your kind of weather, which is not um, as bad. <laughs> yeah, compared to what like I, I saw, think... is not as bad. Like I, you probably notice it uh, every time I put my Snapchat story. I will say, "Oh man, it's like minus four hundred and sixty-three today, yeah. and it's absolutely <laughs> freezing." And uh, and it's and you know what? I feel I'm hard done by when I wake up in the morning and I step outside, and it is absolutely freezing. It's only maybe minus one. Maybe minus two. Oh. And <laughs> and I've noticed in your country it's like minus way into the forties and fifties and I'm just like, Man, I complain that it's really cold over here. I would be freezing I like I would be dead over there. Like I I, I wouldn't know what to do. So Well what? it doesn't get to the fifth well, I guess the States did get like really crazy weather a few weeks ago where the minus is pretty <clears throat> severe, but on a regular day during winter here would be like I want to say like between like minus fifteen and minus twenty. Wow! And if it's like a really bad storm, it might go up a little bit, but usually it's the wind chill that makes it worse. So but, this, this is this is the question I've got though. How do you manage that? How do you manage to still do what you have to do in a normal day when it's like that? Because, like I says, in this country, comes 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 to a complete standstill. Like, a complete standstill. How do you manage to still function and have a normal day over there? Lots of layers. Lots and lots of layers. <laughs> and even driving. I've seen someone who was scraping their car off snow and still drove on the road. They're like, how do you do that, man? Wow. It's like, we get maybe four inches of snow and we're like oh no the world's going to end in a minute you know it's just I just think it's a credit to you as a country as well that you've managed to still live a normal life because 
and I think I suppose if you're used to it culture wise like you know what to expect and know what to do and things of that nature I suppose but for some odd reason this country does not handle snow as well as like other countries and I've seen you guys manage to live a normal day and a normal life and just you know it's like like I suppose somebody went put up a snap and about the snow and just I think they just said oh just another day whatever and I'm like holy moly man another day man I'd be that that that'd be me I'd be done I'd be done that's me I'm not doing anything today <laughs> so all credit to you guys definitely man and like I said I wanted to touch up on that because it is absolutely crazy so where you stay in Canada New Brunswick your area your housing area. How would you describe that? Is it peaceful, quiet, loud, like raunchous? I don't know what other words I can use. Like, is it? Would you say it's a peaceful town where you stay? Yes, definitely. I well, I moved uh, where I bought my house. It's a bit out of the city limits, right? So I live more like in the boonies. Um, so it's. It's very quiet. The street that I'm on has mostly retired people, which is why I picked it. But um, we do have a little bit of a like the in the city. It's a bit more loud, I suppose, if you mm-hmm. want to look at it that way. But all in all, we're not. If you compare, like something like Montreal or um, Toronto, those are like really bigger cities and more events and stuff I guess than us but for me it's just like I mentioned earlier New Brunswick is very woodsy Mm -hmm. so we mostly have uh yeah outdoor activities and stuff versus I think we have two like two dance clubs in town yeah wow (laughs) and one of them keeps like closing and opening and closing so what, is it, is it that like good then? On there. <laughs> so nightlife over in Canada, because you, just when you mentioned it, so nightlife, well, nightlife where you stay, is there a nightlife where you stay? No. Basically, right. everything shuts down at like, uh, well, depending on what you're doing, I want to say between midnight and 2 a.m. Suppose that's like that over here, I suppose, like, like clubs over here. It shuts at three in the morning, and maybe four at a push. Uh, but the kebab shops are still open, uh, so the, the hence why your night kind of progresses because then you're getting food and then by time. And then where I stay, you need to venture right out. So if I go to Edinburgh or Glasgow, that's where I'm my night out. I'm not getting home till about six in the morning, maybe seven. By the time you get a taxi cab uh, home, but uh, I'd say here uh, the nightlife is wild loud but because obviously i'm 34 now eh, my my clubbing days are long gone like I, my legs do not let me dance all night even though i, I try but eh, no i'd say the nightlife over here is wild but it's obviously for a younger generation now like if you see people going out it's like 18 19 year olds maybe 20 you know oh um, yeah nothing makes you feel more old than when you're dancing between it a 19 and a 20 year old and <laughs> I know and the fact that I can't even grow a fringe just makes it even worse that I know I am passing my prime now in that hair department as well actually so so nightlife is not there but saying that 
so what would you so your social life like outside work and outside the house what do you normally do or do you just relax and chill um well during winter months i'm quite the homebody that's mm-hmm. mostly movies and suppers out and theater or something like that or if there's a special event that comes in then we'll do that but uh I'm not I'm not a fan. I know it's gonna sound weird, but I'm not a fan of winter. <laughs> you know what? Your winter, your winter is no. Put it this way: my winter would be your summer. <laughs> you know that's the big difference between your winter. Your winter's brutal, so I don't I don't blame you for not liking it. To be fair, yeah, like I don't mind. Like I don't. I guess I wouldn't mind going skating once in a while and stuff like that. But I don't ski or snowboard or snowshoe. I'm not really balanced for that kind of activity, but... <laughs> I don't... Yeah, neither am I, don't um, worry. <laughs> huh? I says, don't worry, neither, neither am I. I'm not... Oh. No, definitely not. Feet on firm on the ground and walk five minutes. I'm happy with that. <laughs> but during summertime, though, I'm way more active. I try to be at the beach as much as I can because mm-hmm. we're on the East Coast, so beach is roughly... 20 minute drive away. Right. Um, I go hiking. I'm usually camping for most of the time. Um, yeah, going out for walks or getting a tan. <laughs> you know, as I was going to say, the summer. So heat wise, what's the, what's the hottest it potentially could get in the summer over in, in your area of Canada? Uh, on Average, I want to say it's between 20 and 25. And like last summer was brutal. We had humidity spike, like there's no tomorrow. And I think we hit 44. What? 45. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It was not fun. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm a big fan of heat, but I don't know how much I would have survived that. Wow, that's hot, man. I think the highest here is like 22, I think, maybe 21. The highest here. Uh, nah, it's not as hot as, as, like I would say, over there, but 44. Yeah, just put it this way. I would have been done for walking naked because I would have done it. Because there was no way I would have wore an ounce of clothing in 44 degrees. Definitely not. Wow. Wow. So, anyway, we touched on something... Earlier on, and I think we've spoke about it in the past. You've got a friend that lives in Glasgow, am I right? Yes. And do you still keep in touch? Yeah, actually, yeah. I've, uh, we've kept in not as much recently. I did speak to him a few weeks ago, I believe, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we started talking or getting to know each other. I guess when I was sixteen. And was that through so online? It's been, yeah. And. We've been friends ever since. It's been, well, quite a while now, I guess, 12 years that we've known each other. And so, I take it it's brought you up to, not up to speed, but touch on, obviously, our culture and things of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, like I've seen, he's shown me he's a photographer, so mm-hmm. I've seen quite a bit of uh, Scotland, which is nice, which made me fall in love even more. With Scotland, because the architecture is just mind-blowing over there. 
And, uh, but no, it's, uh, it's nice. It's, it was nice to learn about the culture over there and. Like, I think, historically, I think, uh, well, like, this is where I say I live in between Edinburgh and Glasgow, right bang in the middle, uh, and it's not historic whatsoever. Like, Glasgow is, like, if you go to Glasgow, in the city of Glasgow, the city of Edinburgh, I think Edinburgh more so, you see, like, if you go to Edinburgh Castle or Stirling Castle, uh, and picking up the history from there and Bathgate's got a bit of history there as well there's a lot of things you can learn from there and it's amazing like like I suppose uh, our national hero was like way back in the day was William Wallace and because uh, he actually fought for Scotland in a big way and uh, to see him you know that's where I think where the independence part comes in like you can always refer back to him because uh, obviously he fought for what he believed in was like you know was Scottish independence. It wasn't like as theatrical as it was a Braveheart, but uh, obviously uh, he. If you go like to say, like that area, Glasgow, Stirling, Edinburgh, you'll learn a lot more. Where if you came here, you'd see a lot of chip shops and a lot of sweetie shops and a lot of you know. So I think when your friends doing his, his thing in Glasgow and that, obviously you'll see a different kettle of fish what he shows you to then if I send a picture with Astrid you'll be like is that it really really Chris is that it so uh, yeah but the either way though the architecture is very different from here because from what I see from like the, even the houses over there you guys are mostly out of um, stonework or brick yeah yeah versus right. for us we rarely see a brick or a stone house over here. So what's that like over there then? Uh, it's mostly siding. No. Oh. I that... don't know if you guys have that over there, but... Uh, I've not seen any, but then, to be fair, like I say, it's usually, if I'm in Edinburgh, it's because I'm going to eat something in a minute. Uh, but, like I say, if you're ever in Scotland, I would highly recommend going to Edinburgh Castle, Stirling Castle... A Bannockburn, all that, because the history from there. I mean, I think this country, it, it's lost its tradition in a lot of ways, and it's lost its, uh, like, historically, nobody really cares anymore. And that's a bad way of saying that, but it really is. I think just everybody just creates, like, they don't really look into it as much, where back in the days when I was growing up, it was like you'd learn a lot about your country, which I think nowadays we're still passionate about being Scottish. Like, I suppose other countries, but it was just not historically invested in it anymore, which is a shame. But that's yeah. not everyone. It's just the what the general public feeling I get, anyway, from us Scottish people. Yeah. Which is kind of a generational thing. I think so, yeah. I think, you know what, yeah, because, like, if you go back to when my granddad and my, uh, my, my you know, he would historically would talk about a lot of things where my dad, obviously, had been from China, he wouldn't bring up a lot of stuff, but if he did, he would really go into detail from where he stayed, where my mum really didn't bring anything up other than, you know, like nothing historical. So I think it is a, ge a generational change. And I think it started from the old, my mum my and dad's generation before it got to my generation, which obviously has gotten worse to the next generation that doesn't really know if you say, I don't know, talk about such and such. I don't think they'd, they'd be able to talk about it as such, which is a shame. But you know what? It is what it is, man. It's just, I think it's just generations has just dwindled to living in their own wee bubble, I suppose. So, anyway, there's a question I've always wanted to ask, right? Now, I know you don't watch wrestling, okay? But 
you've heard of Bret Hart and Own Hart, am I right? Am I supposed to say yes? <laughs> I don't know. They're wrestlers, but this is back in '97, though. <laughs> so you would only have been seven at the time. But they'd done this storyline, right, where they pitied Canadian wrestlers that hated America. All right, and they had, and it was a friendly storyline, like it was really friendly. Uh, and they, they, they grew the storyline where Bret Hart was always talking about how valued Canada was and how much he loved being Canadian and how much that the, the morals and values in Canada were far better than America. All right, so it was really, it was one of those friendly stories because obviously American and Canadians don't. But is there, just because I've never spoke, decided to ask before, is there a little bit or no animosity at all between Canada and America? Oh, sorry, is there what between animosity. Canada and America? Animosity, so animosity, like, is oh. there anything there that you think, uh-huh. like, oh, I, I don't like Americans for whatever reason, or is it just, all right? It is, we are different, it's different upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't know, it's really hard to, it depends on the people, because some people don't really see it, and, but we, the Americans are very proud of themselves, obviously. Oh, definitely, I've seen that, definitely. That's one thing, like we, like, obviously Canadians are proud of themselves, Mm -hmm. but we don't shout it as much as. America does, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are known to be overly nice. Mm-hmm. So I guess we do take pride in that for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I guess... I don't know. I can't really think of it's not like, that... I suppose it's like Scotland and England. Like... There's that friendly banter type, you know, like, like, because obviously way back in the days, and you're talking about way back, like the 1300s, and you know, Scotland were always fighting England, and uh, so that stems from that to so where we are now. Like, if we played football, which I believe you call soccer, or do you call it football? Uh, oh, yeah. If you're, if I've if you're referring to your kind of football, then yes, we call it soccer. Right, soccer. So when we're playing football over here with soccer, I'll call it soccer just for. And you have Scotland, England, like it's, it's the 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 passionate fans of Scotland. I think Scotland are more passionate than England. I think England are more. I think they forget about Scotland a lot. I really do. I think they forget about Scotland a lot, and especially on a lot of things that they do, don't because obviously. We're under the, the umbrella of United Kingdom, but obviously England pretty much rule everything. But uh, I think they forget about us. But so when it comes to football or a sporting event of some sort, that the you can sense the the friendly animosity. It's like I call it friendly animosity because I've got a lot of English friends. But uh, it's uh, if you go back, say in the early seventies, sixties, fifties, it would have been different then. I think if uh, you had a sporting event there was going to be riots between Scotland and England without a doubt. I mean, where nowadays it's more light-hearted, but uh, I was always wondering wonder if it was like that with Canada and America as well. But I've never ever... Well, it is for hockey. Oh, is it? Oh, yes. In what sense? Because I only know one hockey player from Canada. And if I'm... Is it Wayne Gretzky? Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's the only can, can, Canadian hockey player I know. Uh, so, do you, first of all, do you watch ice hockey? No. Oh, okay. All right, okay. <laughs> all right, that, takes, that takes my question I'm, away. <laughs> I'm more American football than hockey. Oh, so you watch NFL? But, yes. Who's your favorite team? I have to say? <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, my one is uh, the Denver Broncos. Okay. I suppose I'll... It's the Ravens. Ah. And the only reason why it was the Denver Broncos is because it was the first team I ever watched and I continued watching them after that. Uh, they're not like... I, I watched the the Super Bowl not long ago with the Atlanta Falcons. Like, kind of like... They're never going to lose that Super Bowl trophy ever at this moment in time. But... Uh, <laughs> So, because you've got Canadian football leagues as well, haven't you? CFL. CFL, yeah. You, but that's not, like, I've heard about it, but that's, am I right in saying that's more of your, how would I word this, more of a development stage to go there if you really want to make it big in the NFL? Yeah, like, it's not, it's definitely different from the NFL. Like, some of the rules are different. All right. Um, it's not... I know we have, there's a cup for it, and I can't, I don't pay that much attention to it to even, oh, it's the Grey Cup, I believe. And I'm not mistaken. Like I said, I've never watched, I can, uh, I've never watched the CFL before, never in my life, but we don't get access to it unless I have to YouTube it, but to be fair, it's, I suppose it's like anything, if it's not really glamorised, you're not really going to go out your way to watch it, eh? but I've always believed that the CFL just because I've seen some players that have went there and then obviously they've made it into the NFL. Uh, so I've always treated it as like, maybe that was like the development kind of like, like area where, yeah. you know, because we did we did try American football over here. Uh, it was a European league and it bombed big time. Like nobody cared because football is our biggest sport here. Uh, and rugby. And, oh, yes, and rugby as well. I don't watch rugby, but... Uh, We've got the Six Nations on at the moment. Six Nations are on at the moment. No, I don't. I don't. I watch wrestling, football, UFC, and boxing. That's what I watch, sport-wise. I am a, I am a fan of rugby. I hope you're a Scotland fan. Hmm? You're a Scotland fan? No. <laughs> wow. Controversial. <laughs> this is going down a controversial route now. So who do you follow then? New Zealand. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought in a million years that I would speak to someone from North America or even America that would say they watch rugby. I would. I I'm, play rugby. I, I, well, I've played it once or twice, and I got speared twice, and I'll never play it again. It was sore. So you actually play uh, rugby? Oh yeah, I loved it all for most of my high school. Often, oh, so I actually. Is it so rugby? Did you have that in school, or was that more friends playing with friends? No, it was a school school sport. Oh, fantastic! I'm interested in that. Yeah, no, it was quite. It was. I loved it. It was the bestest thing I could have ever joined. Many injuries. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Oh, I've seen them. They're. I've seen injuries in rugby. They're brutal. Mm-hmm. So, but. Uh, so, when you're playing rugby, how long did you play that for? Uh, 
for almost two years. Two years. And then I got severely injured, and I, well, I say severely. To my coach, it was severe, and I did not get the okay cleared from my doctor, so she refused to put me back on the team. I bet you you hate her to this day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hunt you down. You've ruined my career here, man. Yeah, I was not happy, mind you. Being older now, I wish I would have listened to the doctor and actually took care of it because I, I feel it when it's gonna rain. <laughs> I'm actually shocked at that. That's actually pretty awesome that you actually played rugby because I, I know rugby's a big thing here. It's massive here, and uh, like, I, like I don't watch it myself. I just never got into it, if I'm honest. But. I mean, I've watched New Zealand play, and I've seen. Oh, what do they call it again? You know the the, the is that a hacker or something like that before they do the before the start of the game? You know they do that uh, tribe dance type thing. Oh yes. Which to me, yeah, the black team. Yes, where if black. I saw anybody doing that before I played any sport, and I saw somebody looking to me that angry and doing a tribe dance, I'd probably do a runner and not come back. I would probably just give them the ball and let them score as many goals as they want, if I'm honest. So it is, yeah, it's intense. <laughs> very intense. So just before I wrap this up, uh, you mentioned something earlier about UFC, and you said you watch UFC. So do you regularly watch UFC? Uh, I wouldn't say regularly. Usually, if there's a kind of like a big event going on, I'll try to watch it, but. Besides that, I used to be more into it when I was in high school because I used to um, have a boyfriend mm-hmm. that would fight. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, he's he's slowly getting up there now. So I take it as one of those. One day, take it as one of those situations. If somebody really like annoyed you, you'd say, "Here, like, have you seen my boyfriend? You do <laughs> not want to annoy me right now. Trust me on that. You don't want to." Uh, so, who's your favorite fighter from UFC? My favorite? Yeah, your all-time favorite. All-time favorite. Huh. See, it kind of changes depending on how how they perform, but I'm kind of a McGregor fan at the moment. Oh, fantastic. You know what? I've, I've watched Conor McGregor from... His early days to where he is now. I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan. I've always have been a Conor McGregor fan. And uh, I just generally think that guy is absolutely awesome. And he knows how to promote a fight. He knows how to talk. Don't get me wrong. Did you watch the last one that he was in against Khabib? You cut out. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Did you watch the one where he he fought Khabib? Uh, when Khabib beat Conor McGregor and he jumped out into the crowd and started fighting the, his team. Yes. That was wild, man. Wild. Fan. I mean, that was, wow. I'll never forget that. But, you know what? We've been, uh, you, you'll be surprised, but this this is the longest podcast I've done so far. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you've made history. You've made history. Trust me in that. You've made history. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing. I, I didn't realise that it's been one hour, three minutes and 23 seconds. So I just showed you that you've said a lot of stuff that I was getting really interested in. So I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, but 
I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Like I says, uh, it's the first time I've done something like this with someone from another country all together. I am gonna Google. I'm gonna Google a lot of stuff that you've mentioned today. Uh, I really want to learn that. Uh, and and I do know if I'm ever gonna be in Canada, uh, I'm pretty sure that I'll, I'll I'll give you a Snapchat and say, look, I am here. Where do I go now? Because I'm lost already. But uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely, you said a lot of stuff that I'm definitely gonna Google. So if you give me two seconds, I'll just wrap this up. So like I said, this is Christine. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have her on again because she said a lot. I think I've even talked about. Uh, stuff that I was want to talk about, never even mentioned it. That just shows you how good a conversation when it's organic it grows. But the sixth episode will be Sunday, and it will be with someone from England, a Charlotte. She's a different, which is a good thing. A but we'll talk about that on Sunday. But Christine, thank you very much for coming on. Definitely appreciate taking your time. And you could have done so many other things. You chose the time to spend it with uh, this podcast. So I do appreciate it. And I shall catch you guys later. But like I says, I will any link will be on Instagram as well. Talking rubbish with boom. I might talk rubbish, but the other people don't. And that's what I love about it. So take care, much love and respect. And I shall see you guys soon.